0: The Eighth Book, Midnight's Parents, Chapter 42. Let us leave them there for a minute, Ganapati, and take a look at the others. The wives and children of politicians may not lead such momentous lives, but that is no reason for us to ignore them. Pandu's extended family, for instance, flourished in his absence. Though Madri did tend once in a while to look long and wistfully herself in the mirror, she and Kunti ran a remarkable household for their five sons. And what sons they were, Ganapati! Yudhishthir showed every sign of rapidly vindicating his father's astral prophecies by excelling at his studies, making a habit of standing first in his class at every examination he took. And if he was overly fond of starched shirts and encyclopedias, Neither was likely to do him much harm in the courtroom career for which everyone believed he was destined. Bhim developed stature and musculature with each successive meal, and from the first became the strong armed protector of his brothers. He was too heavy to swagger, but his lumbering tread was held in dread. No, no, Ganapati, I'm not returning to verse. Keep your pen on the same line there. By every would be juvenile bully. Arjun, of course, was perfection with pimples. Fleet of foot and keen of mind, supple and sensitive, lean and strong, a sportsman and a scholar. Arjun united all the opposite virtues of human nature. He was prince and commoner, brain and brawn, yin and yang. As for the twins, Nakul and Saidev, they were the right foils for their exceptionally endowed brothers. For each was pleasant, simple, decent and honest exemplifying all the merits of the amiable mediocrity they shared with millions of their less illustrious countrymen. And so grew the five brothers, known variously as the famous five or the Hastinapur horde or quite simply as the Pandavas. While all by herself, in Dhritarashtra's wing of their palatial home, Duryodhani, away from her cousinly brood, cozenly brooded. She was a slight, frail girl, Ganapati, with a long, thin, tapering face like the kernel of a mango, and dark eyebrows that nearly joined together over her high-ridged nose, giving her the look of a desiccated schoolteacher at an age when she was barely old enough to enroll in school. She might have even labelled plain had not nature with her marvellous flair for genetic compensation, given blind Dhritarashtra's disappointing daughter the most striking pair of eyes in Hastinapur. Dark and lustrous, they shone from that pinched face like blazing gems on a fading black cloth, flashing, questioning, accusing, demanding in a manner that transcended mere words. Not that words were of much use to Priyaduryodhani. She had little feeling for them, and her high-pitched squeaky voice would have made a poor vehicle for any figure of speech. But those eyes more than made up for all her other deficiencies, Ganapati. They gave her a strength, a dynamism that everything else belied. Gandhari the Grim, let down by the fates in both the number and the gender of her offspring, had been blessed with savage irony in one aspect that her daughter she would never be able to appreciate. Unappreciative and unappreciated, Gandhari wasted away in, in the home she had hoped to make with her perennially absent husband. She had given up her most precious possession for him but he was not there to share the darkness with her. Yet, Gandhari refused to accept that her sacrifice had been pointless and clung to her blindfold with the intensity that only Indian women accord their marital symbols. What sustained her, it was impossible to imagine, but certainly was Maugham, not her husband. Dhritarashtra addressed all his letters from prison to Priya Duryodhavi well before she was old enough to understand any of them rather than to the long-suffering wife who had offended by delivering her. As her health deteriorated, Gandhari's world remained circumscribed by her silken blindfold and she became withdrawn and increasingly grim. There are those who make much of Dhritarashtra's devotion to his daughter and use it to explain her subsequent actions. I prefer to give much more importance, Ganapati, to the years at her mother's darkened bedside to her exposure at so impressionable an age, to the sad betrayal of Gandhari's sacrifice, to her profound realization of her own aloneness. After what she saw in her childhood, Priyaduryodhani would never be able to trust another human being. No, not even, especially not, her own father. Some aspects of her unique character manifested themselves early. Such as the time she decided to get rid of Bhim. Music